I know everyone has memories of cracking open some wonderful pistachios. I used to always throw a bag of the classic roasted, salted, wonderful pistachios in the cart when I was grocery shopping growing up. And I remember always having a bowl going in the kitchen while cracking them open. Roasted salted is still my classic, but recently I've been trying all the flavors. And I must say, even though I love in-shell pistachios for the activity of cracking them open, Wonderful Pistachios, no shell, salt and vinegar might just be my new favorite. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. There's six grams of protein per one ounce serving. That's packing a protein punch. Chili roasted, honey roasted, sea salt and pepper, jalapeno lime. There are so many flavors to try out and Wonderful Pistachios has become one of my favorite snacks recently. I need my snacks to be a good source of protein and I love when I can eat snacks with my hands. It's easy, it's fun, what more can you ask for? I also really like using the no-shell pistachios from Wonderful Pistachios to put on salads or rice bowls. Spring and summer salads are going to be so good. I can't wait to add the jalapeno lime ones to a fresh salad. And I've been using the chili roasted flavor on top of rice bowls recently. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more and find out where you can get wonderful pistachios near you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. If you love listening to Girls With Goals and other podcasts like ours, and you've ever thought about making your own, then let's talk about Anchor. First off, it's free, which is amazing because there are so many cool things you can do with Anchor to make your podcast a reality. You can record and edit right on Anchor using your phone or your computer, and then Anchor will distribute your episodes to Spotify, Apple, Anywhere you want your podcast, Anchor does it for you. Anchor works with Spotify, so you can add any song straight from Spotify into your podcast. You can even make money off of your podcast through Anchor. It's really just everything you would need or want in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Girls with Goals with your hosts. And Catherine. And Caroline. If you're watching, we are in a new location today. Actually, hi, brief intermission. Um, the video that we recorded had some issues, so this episode will be audio only. But if you do want to check out the video clips that we took from Thailand, those will be posted on the Girls with Goals Instagram account at Girls with Goals Pod. If you do want to go check that out, that's where it'll be. Um, it'll be up on the feed later this week. Thank you. I wonder if it's echoing on this recording because I literally hear it echoing in the room. Yeah, the room is like very, very tall. Yes, but we booked a room in our apartment building that's supposed to be like a party room. Like there's a kitchen in here and everything because we just wanted a little change of location. But it's really pretty. So I thought it'd be a really good location to record. And it's this huge giant room and we're just chilling on the couch here, but... It's there's also nice. like a full-on like someone's having a party outside and i really can't comprehend what's going on because there's someone in a suit there's like half people are in bathing suits half people are in like gym clothes someone's just walking around in a suit and i'm not <laughs> quite sure what it's the vibe is it's quite confusing is. it's like 1 p.m on a saturday afternoon but anyway. there's a party going on right outside so it's it's providing our entertainment while we provide you entertainment <laughs> All right, let's get into our highs and goals. Also, if you guys already read the title, um, today we're going to be talking about highs and lows and how the extremes of them 
can be extreme. That's something that we've been talking about recently, and I've been feeling so much recently in the past like six months. This has been one of the biggest topics that I think about. Let's get into our highs, lows, and goals, because we do these at the beginning of every episode, kind of smaller highs and lows um, of the week of the week to like I don't know it for me and I know that I've talked to you guys about it when we there were a couple weeks where we didn't do this and so many of you guys wrote in to the girls with goals Instagram account at girls with goals pod about how you miss them and how it helps you guys to stay grounded and kind of you know recenter yourself mm-hmm. and we miss them too like I think that helps more than I know it you know it helps more right. than I can imagine but life moves fast and and sometimes life feels like it moves slow I feel like it works either way like when life moves fast it's nice to reflect on what's gone on every week your highs lows set small goals and then also when you feel like life isn't really moving forward it can help you think of what actually went wrong or what are actually some good moments that I overlooked and wasn't that grateful for? So I also appreciate the highs, lows, and goals of the week. This past week, we were on vacation. We've been in Thailand, and it was great. It was it was a top. It was, it was the very high nice of months. All of us, our entire, we went with our mom and dad, and our whole family. We came back like that was literally the best week day whatever in a very long time so long and we all agreed and it wasn't like I really like this we'll get into like the extremes of highs and lows but I liked it because the whole time I was feeling good and comfortable and like calmly calmly high on life Mm. like if that makes sense and it wasn't like because sometimes if you travel or have like a crazy experience it's like oh my god I'm so like up so high on life and then you can feel the crash or you're waiting and anticipating for the crash. But like, I did not feel that way. It was just a good, this is this life right now is clicking with me mm. type of vacation. And mm. that's what I liked about it. And I think for other people, I feel like that's how we kind of all felt. And that's why it was a really good time for us. Yeah, we were in Phuket, Thailand. And the odds were kind of in our favor from the second that we landed. True. It was like... Yeah, because if you guys have been listening, following along to our past few episodes, being able to plan a trip with our family since we've been in Singapore has been very difficult. There's been a lot of travel restrictions and just so many complications. And it just felt like when we actually got on this trip, like all of that struggle and like lows, I guess, that we kind of went through to get there just totally flipped on its head and we had very good luck and had a very good time from the second that we get there, starting with when we showed up and we go to check into our hotel, they were like, oh, and by the way, we upgraded you. It's it's a much bigger room. And we were like, oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, you upgraded. Just like, oh, my God, different side of the hotel, right? No. Right? Like, you got the ocean view, not mm-hmm. the pool view, you know? No, we got, like, literally probably the best room in the whole hotel. It was insane. It was two villas. It was gigantic. Like Two Kyle villas next to own, each other. And it went out into the pool, like, and it was just so nice. Yeah, so it they, so they nice walk us to our room. And then before we get to, like, the main hotel building, they were like, oh, we're here. And it was, like, the villas. And we were like, what? What? And then they open the door, and we walk in, and it's, like, a big villa with, like, glass doors that open right up to a pool, like, walk, step right down into a private pool. Our parents were in the villa right next to us. We could, like, swim to each other. And 
like that was just not our expectation at all right like we booked a regular hotel room so like right off the bat our first night and we had just got there we were all hungry we order room service we have pad thai while we're sitting in our private pool pool. like it just was incredible from that first moment and also really cool that we weren't expecting that right I think that made it better that like we didn't have that expectation it just kind of like fell in our laps and so we got to appreciate that a bit more Mm -hmm. and also didn't feel guilty because we weren't like completely balling out like it just felt like an extra you know it was very nice mm. all right so specific highs lows and goals do you have some planned hmm. out okay well my goal from last week knowing that we were going on this vacation was to disconnect was to like be off my phone as much as possible and I definitely did that and I think that that is what made this such an effective vacation as you will like I felt like I was really present in the moment I really didn't give myself any responsibilities or things to do at all and I was very intentional about not being on my phone like I really like wasn't texting people that much I wasn't scrolling that much if I was just chilling doing nothing on the beach which was most of the time I journaled I read a book I swam a lot in the ocean and I really was not on my phone much and so that was my goal from last week that probably made my high for the week because obviously like the overall high was going on this trip but I think just the feeling of the trip of having no responsibilities feeling very disconnected and just present with myself and where we were and swimming in the ocean so that was my high how present I felt I think I agree with the not being on the phone I know for pictures I'm always like because of course part of our job is like we take pictures and we have to like we share that and I love taking pictures um sometimes in the past like that has taken over experiences Mm -hmm. and that's something that like I'm super conscious of and I think this trip especially I don't know what what felt different about it but I I took a lot of pictures and a lot of good pictures and like you know candidates and stuff but it wasn't I only like documented or shared Mm -hmm. like 10% of it maybe and it felt great I think that we both just didn't try to do too much like when it came to recording videos we were super excited we have the video podcast Mm -hmm. now to be able to share videos on the podcast so knowing that I was like okay I'm not gonna vlog this because I didn't really feel like drawn to vlogging it and I knew that we were doing this instead so like I didn't overdo it by pushing myself to do that as well and when it came Mm -hmm. to taking pictures we didn't really like force photo shoots and things like that it was just kind of more so like oh this is such great lighting this is beautiful let's like take pictures now yeah. right it I didn't feel only one day where we actually yeah. took like self pictures you know what yeah. I mean? it didn't feel like we were trying to do too much or that we were forcing anything which it feels good just not to like force anything I feel like that just kind like, of goes with everything in life yeah. like what comes naturally and like flows better always feels better than just forcing something forcing Mm -hmm. something forcing something uh how about a low my low was like our first day there if okay if you oh my god it was that was like a low of lows yeah our first day there for some reason I don't know what was going on but I've like never had a worse body image day like by far in years and years and it was insane it was the most uncomfortable feeling it was like it was so bad but but what was like I feel like when did it start? What, do you, what like, triggered it? Because it was, like, all of a sudden it was our, our first day on the beach and then Catherine just, like, but it's felt not like, awful. But it's not like, you know, sometimes the first time you, like, put a bathing suit on for summer. It's not like that because I've We've been, been wearing bathing, wearing bathing suits, suits yeah. for months and months. Like, and I 
haven't had bad body image. I don't know what was going on. I think it was like, honestly, it was like the, it was the bathing suit that I was wearing, which is crazy because the one that I was wearing, like I typically love it. And I, yeah, but it also has to be like some sort of mental, right? Like I feel like there had to be a mental trigger there because you've worn that bathing suit before and you've loved it. So I feel like That's it must've been a big combination. Something that you said to me was that it was like, because you were in a public place and it was like people were perceiving you kind of thing. Like, Maybe that made it uncomfortable? That I don't really know. Because now that I'm out of it, I'm like, that was so uncalled for. Like, that made no sense. But in it, sometimes sometimes I'm like, if I'm having a bad body image and it's just, like, in my house, it helps me to actually go out and be around other people. And then I realize that there's actually so much more. Like, no one cares, right? Like, and also, when I'm around people, like, I feel more confident and I feel more comfortable. Um, because you're just interacting with people. And I feel like being around people allows you to be yourself more. Once you're comfortable in yourself enough like that's a great space to like be yourself and it makes you feel a lot more aligned with yourself Mm -hmm. because you're practicing everything that you've worked on right sometimes the opposite happens where it's like being out in public like around people is like oh my god there's a spotlight everyone like I don't know I was like everyone is looking at me and everyone is like oh my god who is that like why is she even on the beach like who allowed her to do this and like shut like what is what is my brain doing like, for why? Because no one, number one, no one cares. No one's looking at me. No one knows me, right? Like, I'm in a different country. Everyone else is from a different country. Like, no one knows me. No one cares. No one is like, oh, my God, who is that? That's gross. Like, who let her on the beach? Mm-hmm. But, like, why did my brain tell me to do that, to think that way? I don't know. Um, but being out of it, now that, <laughs> like, the next day was, like, kind of difficult. And But, like, the more I told myself, shut up and mm. get over it, I shut up and got over it. What do you think, like, actually got over it? Because I know that that first day, like, in Catherine, she was just treating herself like shit. She really was. She was being very mean to herself. And the rest of our family was like, well, shit, we just came on this vacation that we've been looking forward to forever. Like, we don't want her to feel bad, and we also don't but want I, this to, I like, ruin. everything I was And saying. we also, like, like don't I want this to ruin the vacation. And I was like, okay, I feel like we just keep, like, positive reinforcement, but also, like, don't push it. And because I think that we'll move past, she'll, like, move past it because... I mean, that's kind of what happens well, with bad body image moments. I it's just, like, like, like anything wanna... else, it flares up and then it kind of goes away. But, like, what do you think actually improved that for I the rest? I was, like, I don't want to, I'm not going to ruin everyone else's vacation, so just shut up. And I just kept it in my head. And then I was, like, shut up. And then I shut up. But was it, like, keeping it in your head or did you eventually, like, actually move past it and, like, feel better? I think a little bit, of course. Like, obviously, like, pe- bad days are bad days and it ends at the day, right? Like, things change day by day but I think if you don't like give power to your thoughts or you don't on, like honestly like t- literally tell yourself to shut up I've said that so many times mm-hmm. but literally tell yourself because basically when you're having a moment where your brain is telling you like negative or intrusive thoughts you and your mind that is telling you things like that are completely different so mm-hmm. you can l- tell yourself to shut up like Mm-hmm. tell yourself to literally shut up and back off and like go away and eventually mm-hmm. it will it, it is weird when you're like being mean to yourself in a moment you almost feel like it's it's two separate people no, like, like you and the voice in your, in your head, head are feels so different you're and i fully like in a fight with yourself yeah. in your head and it's like no one else can see that or knows that or hears yeah. anything that you're saying but i'm literally in my head i'm like 
no, like fighting with myself, mm-hmm. like two completely articulated arguments like going on in my head. And it's like, it's insane yeah. how your mind works. I do think that's one of the keys to like the most positive life that you can have is building a positive relationship with yourself and never feeling like, or not, maybe not never, but like not often feeling like you're disconnected from the voice in your head. Like always being able to have a narrative with yourself that you feel like like you know yourself, you're talking to yourself, you're understanding yourself like as one. And you're not this like external thing like fighting yourself. But also understanding that in those moments, you it is mm-hmm. you versus your head and they're com- two completely different things yeah. in that moment in those situations. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm looking at myself in the screen and I just, if you're watching on video on Spotify or YouTube, I'm wearing a white shirt and white pants right now and very the bright. sun <laughs> is hitting me and I'm just like a ghost. So bright. <laughs> I mean, I think my low was just when we got back to Singapore and I had a lot of work piled up that I didn't do on vacation, which I'm glad that I didn't work or make myself really do anything on vacation. But I mean, the fact of life is that like we, um, we have responsibilities and we have work. So when you avoid them at one part, then you have to do them at another. And I feel like that is a little bit um, related to what we're talking today with high highs and low lows about how sometimes if you ignore certain things or get rid of responsibilities and things in order to have like a really high high moment does that inevitably mean that then you have to have a low low right after that to compensate because that is a little bit what it felt like for me when I came back and I had a bunch of work piled up that I had to get to it felt a little bit like a crashing low (laughs) yeah that's um my goodness that has been in my head for months and months that like idea I feel like I've been so much more conscious of when I'm up high oh my god I'm I'm like I'm about to drop off and I spend the whole time where I should be like feeling good and feeling literally like high on life I spend the whole time in fear almost of like what is the crash gonna be because the higher you go up the lower you go down like law of what is it Newton's whatever law science (laughs) maybe my goal from last week though before we went on this trip was I wanted to do yoga on the beach or do some stretching on the beach and I did I tried um it was like 7 a.m on the beach and it was it was just me and then all of the like workers from all the hotels and restaurants like around on the beach so it was a little uncomfortable to just be doing yoga and like stretching right there in the fishbowl of there's no one else on the beach so I did feel a little uncomfortable um but I did for like maybe 10 minutes before I was like this is enough I've (laughs) I've had enough people are watching um but I have been stretching a lot more because I kind of dropped off of stretching and it like I'm so inflexible now um so I've been stretching before bed and like after my workout before my workout a little bit and it's been nice I quite enjoy it it's like a nice wind down. My goal this week is probably organization because I still, I just started unpacking. We've been home for a few days and I just started unpacking. And so I want to unpack and just feel organized and just like keep my space clean and organized this week. A clean space creates a clean mental space as well. And that's what I need, so. Do you want to learn a new language? Maybe for an upcoming trip? Maybe to better connect with friends who speak other languages? Maybe you just want a new skill? Rosetta Stone is going to help get you there. When talking about Rosetta Stone, I always think about when we were maybe five years old and our dad started traveling to China for work. He used Rosetta Stone for Mandarin and obviously Caroline and I would use it too, especially when we found out that we were going to move to Asia. 
that is such a core memory for me and I can so vividly remember speaking into the computer listening to the audio and like matching it so vividly and the best thing about Rosetta Stone is that Rosetta Stone offers a lifetime membership so you can buy the program now and get forever access to all the lessons all the languages forever so I've been using this lifetime membership to pick back up my Mandarin and let me tell you Rosetta Stone is incredible the way that it is so immersive has me back to being confident in my Mandarin so quickly and you can even start from scratch of course they have 25 languages to learn and it's immersive you learn it naturally and you should definitely check it out don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Girls with Goals listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. If you're in college or high school and are looking to build your credit up, then the Ambition Card by College Ave is for you. This is a card that helps you safely build a positive credit history while you are in college. We talk a lot about financial literacy and making sound financial decisions. Cue literally every conversation we've had on dupes and making smart finance decisions ever. And building a solid credit history helps so much, especially when you can get ahead while you're in college. The Ambition Card helps you prepare for post-grad living with no late fees, no interest charges, and no credit check to qualify. Making payments on time will help positively impact and build your credit score. The Ambition Card is specifically designed to help you, not hurt you, and you may not realize how important building a positive credit history while in college is right now, but I promise once you've graduated and are looking into renting your own apartment, opening a new credit card, starting a business, asking for a loan for anything car insurance, getting a new car, your credit history sticks with you and has the opportunity to get you good deals and loans in the future if it's good, which is why I think this ambition card is such an amazing opportunity to get ahead of building your credit and start strong. It's easy to get started. You can transfer money to your account and even set your own spending limit too. You've got money goals and the ambition card will help get you there. Check it out at ambitioncard.com. The ambition card is issued by Evolved Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Results may vary. Credit history is impacted by a number of factors. Hi, highs and lolos. There's so much to say about this that it's like I comprehend it enough in my head, but it's so uncomfortable to like think through enough to be able to put words to it. Mm. I have been feeling a lot recently, and I don't. I, I can't pinpoint if it's like... Is Mercury like, in retrograde? No, <laughs> I, I was going to ask pinpoint, that today because I'm really... Mercury can't always be in retrograde. Well, why does it feel like it is? <laughs> I don't know if it's just been this past four months living in Singapore or if it started before this. I really can't pinpoint it. But I do feel like it definitely has been furthered since being here. This past four months has turned out to be like definitely one of the most challenging times of my life a little bit retrograde it's not in retrograde no it's not in retrograde um a a little bit unexpectedly this past four months has been like an extremely challenging time for me like life-wise mental health-wise all different things and so with that I have noticed that I feel like I'm either having high highs or I'm having low lows and that those highs and lows have been getting increasingly close together in particular instead of like high low kind of evens out and then oh another high like of life you know life like normal waves it's like i feel like every day hits me up and down like every hour you're like holy shit can we just slow down yeah just about every day hits me differently and that it, it it doesn't feel good because honestly i i feel like i've been on this like emotional 
and physical roller coaster because it just affects your whole body and everything about you that like literally so often recently I have been just like feeling nauseous like puke worthy I say so many days to my family I'm like I, I literally feel like puking even though I don't throw up like my body doesn't do that I just like, is it just like being anxious? I, I think so. I don't know. I just like feel nauseous and I, I think it's an anxious feeling. It, it almost feels like I'm on this high, low roller coaster, high, low, high, low, and that it's just like throwing me around and it's it's making me feel honestly like physically and mentally sick and but sick also, of it. I'm very sick of you, it. The more you feel that way, the less you feel like kind of in control and the more yeah. you're just like, shit, this is what's happening. Yeah. Like, and of course, take life as it comes. But when it just keeps coming, I am grateful and like proud of myself for having a pretty strong baseline of self that I have built up, right? Like, I do have healthy habits, I do cope with things with exercise and movement, and I do journal sometimes, and I do like, and I do work hard, and I do have a decent sense of discipline, right? So, I have this baseline of self that is pretty strong and that's been helping me kind of get through these ups and downs but I do feel like I've been thrown very out of control and it's like I wake up every morning and it's like what's it gonna be everything is relative too Mm -hmm. like just because someone has healthy habits or is all around like healthier or less healthy on paper you know Mm -hmm. within that you can have healthy and unhealthy days and maybe your unhealthy days may look like someone else's healthiest days but they feel different, mm-hmm. you know? It's all about how it feels and how it affects you. And when you're out of control, even if you are coping with healthy habits, like, that doesn't change the fact that you feel out of control. That doesn't change the fact that you feel super low, that you feel, like, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I guess what that's felt like for me is that some days I wake up and I have so much motivation for life. I'm like, yay, I'm living in Singapore. I have a whole country to explore it's it's sunny and it's warm I can go outside and go for a run and do all this like some days I wake up and I'm just like so motivated for life other days I wake up and my head hurts and I feel anxious and I struggle to like get myself to do anything and it almost feels like I rarely have consistently good or baseline days anymore and that it's either high or it's low. And yeah, I think that's the the biggest challenge. I know we talked about the what to do in difficult phases of your life episode and that you guys you guys really enjoyed that episode because a lot of people I feel like right now are going through difficult phases of life or have just gone through difficult phases of life. But right now for both of us living in Singapore as much as we love it and as grateful as we are for it, it's been so difficult like socially that's the thing anytime we say that it's been hard we we feel like also i feel like i, need I have to, to say like but i'm so like, grateful to be here but it's so great right and that almost and, and it's like i am right like i love traveling i have loved my living international experiences before and i love the fact that i'm living internationally i think that's what it is like i love the fact that i'm living internationally i love the fact that i'm following this dream that i had had for years going back to like how we grew up and honestly for me what I'm comfortable with like how I'm comfortable living but this environment and Singapore in general it it doesn't feel right for me and it hasn't felt right Mm -hmm. for me like I love the idea of living internationally being independent all this but living for these past four months 
in this specific environment like has not felt good for me and has not been well for me all of that to say I was just saying because I noticed that in Catherine when she said it was hard said I know we say it every time because because what literally like what do we have to complain about on it like sometimes I gaslight myself I literally convince myself that like I'm not no this Mm -hmm. is everything's perfect when it's like it's straight up not like yes we I'm so grateful to live in a cool place this is an experience that I'm well aware that not mm-hmm. many people get, and I'm super appreciative of that. Live in an amazing place, both the country and like our physical apartment. Like this is our apartment building. Like that's amazing and incredible, and I love it. I just it doesn't quite align with me, and a lot of it like it's not been good because there's been such an excessive amount of COVID restrictions, and it's been hard to like exist and live as a person. We're lonely as fuck here. Yeah, I We're was gonna say like I'm I'm grateful for the experience more so because I know that it really challenged me and that I'm gonna grow from it. So like I'm grateful overall to have this experience as part of my life. But in the moment, it doesn't feel good. In the moment, I feel incredibly challenged. In the moment, I feel incredibly lonely. In the moment, I feel extremely demotivated. And it's honestly, it's in the moment. Yes, and I'm acknowledging that, like, this is how I feel in the moment and how it's challenging in the moment. And I love a good challenge. Like, I, like, on, like being, I'm always up for a challenge. I'm always up for a challenge. <laughs> being challenged, like, excites me. And living in uncomfortable phases excites me. And it always has. I think that my kind of minds and awareness around it has changed. And I'll talk about that in a second. But even in this moment right now, when I'm aware that I'm being challenged, it's like there's nothing I can do about it in this moment, right? Because the growth kind of like you are growing now but you're not going to see the growth until after and it's like after the fact when you can kind of take the lessons that you learned from it but I know right now that I I'm not able to do that yet like that hasn't been unlocked yet and it's just super uncomfortable I still have to go through life and go through this challenging time and just deal with it for now Mm. and make the most of it to whatever extent I can knowing that even though I can't do anything now I can later and right but it still it doesn't change the fact that it's like shitty to go through difficult times um but back to the me saying like I love discomfort honestly like I know that's not everyone but for me I know I've maybe it's because I've we've had a lot of like challenging times you become comfortable with discomfort to the point where I think that you you get uncomfortable and you retract when things become too consistent in your life so true anyway but that doesn't change the fact that like that's who I am I like I love I enjoy discomfort. Not when it's overly extreme, though, because extremes are extremes. And I think recently, like, a few years ago, maybe the discomfort was, like, it was minor. It was just enough where it was, like, exciting, a little bit of adrenaline, always having a bit of change. But more recently, I feel like the the highs are, like, those higher adrenaline phases of life um, have been so extreme, and then they drop so low, and then they go back up, and then they drop so low, like Karen was talking about. Um, but kind of on longer phases that I've grown to be just so uncomfortable with the the highs because I'm like I spend the whole high or like the the top of it the Mm. the mountain the wave whatever you want to call it or however you want to address it like I spend that whole time looking down and anticipating and waiting for what's the drop going to be like or I know there's a drop coming Mm -hmm. whereas why not just like enjoy it and so what's the alternative other than having high highs and low lows? Is it that 
your life is always very consistent, but then it becomes the challenge of like, okay, but if it's consistent, I want to like what it consistently is and I want to be happy with that. And so then maybe to build that, you go on chasing new things, Mm -hmm. which in turn becomes a high and then it becomes a low, right? Like how do you even have just the consistency when in order to have the consistent life that you want, it might require some change. You might want to bring some other things into it. And then you're probably having a bit of a high in that moment to to chase those things and to get those new things. So it's like, how do you even like consistency when it's consistency of a lifestyle and life that you want and that you enjoy but if that is not how it actually feels right now then how can you just say consistency because it it would require having to go through some change to get to the consistent life that you want so do you have to have highs and lows to be able to balance out to to where you get to what you want like um a couple months ago I was not doing well it was like a low point it was after I had literally honestly like I if you guys remember I got I was alone in Cambodia with COVID and I was literally alone, sick and alone. And that like, I swear to God, it knocked my mental health back years. I feel like mine as well. Everything since then hasn't been normal. But No, right after that, I like, there was a month where I could not get myself to do anything. Like a solid month where I maybe, this is a bad metric, but I posted on Instagram like three times maybe. But when that's your job, like that's shitty and it feels shitty. And I felt so guilty because I like couldn't get myself to do it, but I just... I couldn't get myself to do it. And at that point, I was like, okay, you know what? I was so uncomfortable with the, like, extreme highs and extreme lows. And, I, like, being, I was uncomfortable being uncomfortable on the highs. Like, that's my main point. It's not that I don't like, obviously, I don't love the lows. But, like, it's not that I'm uncomfortable extremely with the lows. It's that when I'm high, I make it into a low because I'm like, what's coming next? Um, but anyway, I was like, I'm done with that. I'm going to focus on just trying to stay like neutral Mm -hmm. you know staying in the middle like being consistent and you know having some having some sort of like baseline and so I spent my time I like tried to stay on routine and like focus on the little things which I value the little things I just that got so boring so fast and even though in the beginning I was like okay this is this is nice I feel like calm and I feel like I'm not you know kind of up and down with my my brain but that got boring and I got sick of it not that I wanted to scrap all of that but like you need some spice in your life yeah some interest and that's what like of course I I love highs and lows like I enjoy the extremes it creates interest it creates stories it creates like growth and it creates change in who you are like we have a whole lifetime what is it if you don't use it to become a thousand different versions of yourself right like and get to know yourself and accept yourself and just like enjoy life as yourself right I don't know I'm like thinking and kind of spiraling in my head right now trying to think like so what is the answer because this is an episode that we came into with no answer we came into this just saying life has felt like high highs and low lows let's talk about that this isn't like a a, f- a five steps or our advice to do this or something because truly like I don't, I don't know the answer. answer to this and my even two, right now my, my head like, is spiraling a little bit my main questions that I wrote down are to kind of guide myself to an answer try to I don't know ask you guys for an answer is what is what do you think is better like having the high highs and low lows or staying neutral because I think I'm obviously that's like a personal preference to a certain extent but like I tried the neutral and I've had the high highs and low lows. And if I had to choose one or the other, I think I would choose the high highs and low lows. 
but neither of those are like the perfect option you have to have some sort of mix of both Mm -hmm. and I think finding out what that mix is for you and how that mix manifests for you is a personal answer and it's going to be different for everyone I think that the answer essentially is that you have to have some sort of baseline of consistency in your life some like neutral consistency that grounds you right because I know that I have had that before right I know that I have and almost it feels like sometimes the best things happen when you're when you're not actually thinking about them too much and you're trying so hard for them right because I know that now like I'm gonna try to build more consistency and you can do that by building habits and routines and stuff but how do you build a grounding baseline of consistency that allows you to fluctuate up and down from there, but you always come back to that neutral zone. And I know that I have had that before, but right now I feel like I'm going right from high, right to low, back up to high, back down Mm -hmm. to low. And I don't know what my neutral is anymore. And that's what I'm missing. It's not that I don't want to feel the highs and it's not that I don't see the silver lining in the lows. It's that I don't want every moment of life to feel either really high or really low. I want to be content with a consistent baseline because I also think that that's what moves life forward in the right direction mm-hmm. is what is when you have a consistent baseline that is just always there, always like making you feel good. It's those consistent habits, it's those consistent positive feelings, it's the relationship with yourself and just that everyday everyday thing and it's not that when you have that consistency you're not gonna have the highs and lows that you don't want the highs and the lows it's that you don't allow the highs and the lows to create that extreme discomfort or knock you down or knock you off of your normal like that normal exists as you move along it instead of it's one of one or the other right Mm -hmm. um and that was my second question that I had written down to answer is how how do you ease the drop off or how do you minimize the effects and the feelings and the discomfort of those extremes? And I think the answer to that is having those baselines, like non-negotiables, whatever you want to call it, like foundations of who you are and what you do to that just like stay through everything that they just stay and they can still change. Like the biggest example is the gym. Sometimes if I'm like, if I'm on a high in life, feeling good for a long period of time like my gym time will be super focused on how do I progress like how do I get faster stronger better but when I'm on a low that gym time becomes okay this is time for like myself this is time to feel stronger in a different way maybe it's not like physically oh my god like I see this new muscle or like I ran this much faster it's like how do I when I'm on a lower phase of life that gym time becomes like time for calming down more therapy vibes like it becomes all right this is something I'm going to do to make me feel better in my day this is something I'm going to do to have routine and to keep that consistency and to like physically and mentally feel a little bit clearer and feel a little bit better like even though it's the same action and the same thing in the same time in the same way it's I'm thinking about it differently and it's having a different effect on my life because my life is in a different state but regardless I still have those kind of foundations something that i think is really important that i need to think about as well is not making a high 
your new baseline and also not making your low a new baseline but I feel like I struggle with it a bit more with a high because think about like fitness for example say you go for a run one day you run five miles and it feels great the natural progression in your head or at least in my head is like okay I did that once now that's my new baseline anything less than that is less than good anything more than that is like the next step right it like I make that the new baseline or it could be like a super productive day I'm super productive one day okay let that be a high don't have to force that to be your new baseline like you can let your highs be high moments because when you try to make that your new baseline then what actually is your baseline starts to feel more like a low and that is really difficult to comprehend I know I do that all the time and I talked about this in the last episode motivation 101 because I'm like if I have a day where I'm feeling super motivated I get a lot more than the typical done instead of thinking about that as like a burst or a spike or a high I end up thinking about that like wow this is amazing like look at everything I can accomplish I will now not accept anything less and I think thinking about that in terms of highs and lows with life when you have a high instead of valuing it as this is a peak this is a high this is a burst this is a moment and I'm gonna enjoy it as what it is when you take it and say, this is my new baseline, this is the new normal, it's going to be difficult to get even higher than that. And it's going to be easier to drop way lower than that. So Mm -hmm. then you kind of reevaluate what a low means to you. And then when you make those highs the only acceptable option, you end up experiencing way more low moments. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like you can build out what you want your baseline to be and like you can raise your baseline you can change that baseline but I think that that's something that like yeah comes gradually comes over time and comes from you actually building habits and isn't just wow I performed so much better at this one thing today now I can never do less than that I know like I haven't worn a smartwatch or like a fitness watch in so long I just haven't been wearing one but I know that when I was wearing one consistently like if I would have a really big day for steps then I would be like, okay, well, that's, like, the new normal. Like, right. now, I have, now I have to thing, match that every that's day. That's the other and thing like with don't. numbers. That's a whole different conversation. But numbers, like you said before, like, oh, I ran five miles. I did X mm-hmm. number of steps. Like, when it's in a number form, you can't just consciously say, wow, I feel I felt good today. Then that's a whole different angle. But when you determine your highs and lows based on numbers that changes it in number right that changes it in a different way and that makes it even harder to hit those you know highs and lows because there's only one acceptable option at that point Mm -hmm. something that I think could be a really helpful mindset switch for a lot of people too when it comes to fitness is I think a lot of us see our baseline normal as having a really good workout so then on days where we don't work out or on days when we work out less or our workout's not as good we see that as a loss rather than having your baseline be a day where you don't work out right like not a day where you do absolutely nothing and lay on the couch but like your baseline is just in your head I guess a typical day even if you work out most days like look at workouts as wins instead of looking at not working out as a loss you know what I mean 
I think that that mindset switch, and not even just for working out, but I know that's a common one, but something that you can do for a lot of things. Like take studying, for example. If you study really, really hard one day and you get so much done and you feel so productive, like resist the urge in your head to be like, okay, now I have to do that every time. No, I will be like, if I have a day where I study, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, I Mm -hmm. love this. I feel so productive. I'm so super duper smart. And then I don't study again for like a week. Mm -hmm. And I do that with myself too. I am a queen of overworking myself because I just get random bursts of motivation inspiration and I want to work really hard at something and then I go so hard one day and then the next day it's like my mind is like burnt out but also if I can't reach that same point then I feel like it's a loss but in reality those extra hard working extra productive days should be extra wins but they shouldn't shift to become your new baseline because then in the long run that demotivates you and makes you feel like you're doing a lot less or like you can't do the same thing and then you end up like doing nothing the next day right I know that happens for me all the time work really hard one day and then get burnt out and do nothing the next day and it's like wow that could have balanced out to just be like two averagely productive days or Mm -hmm. I could have had one over the top extra day and then one normal day that also kind of goes back to how we were trying to answer the question of like what is the answer to extreme highs and extreme lows and how having a baseline constant that you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. and you're happy with is going to help you to see the highs and lows as what they are, highs and lows. And regardless, you still have that constant rather than skipping over that constant or understanding that when there's a high or when there's a low, that constant doesn't exist. When that constant becomes like separate, you think about it separately from the highs and the lows no matter what's happening around you you're still going to be grounded and consistent even if it doesn't feel as good or if it feels a lot better the constant like routine foundations whatever it is that's going to stay and that's going to make you feel better and that's going to make you feel a lot less like being jerked around or being on that roller coaster like we talked about in the beginning it goes back to that constant even when you have those highs and you want to fight the urge to be like this is my new normal understanding that constant and where you are in that constant relatively is going to help you to take the highs as highs and take the lows as lows and be proud of the highs and be proud of coming out of the lows and leave it as that Mm -hmm. yeah so as I right now am feeling like my life is going high low high low high low and on the roller coaster that I talked about at the beginning of the episode I know through this conversation that we just had that what I need to do is redefine what my constant is and refocus on what my constant is. Because if I'm letting myself be controlled by whatever it is, by different moods, by motivation coming and going, and I'm going back and forth between having really good days and really bad days, it's like I don't know what my constant is anymore. And so I don't really have that to revert back to, right? It's like now I've become very comfortable, or not comfortable because it doesn't feel that good, but I keep reverting to these polar opposites right of high and low and with that you've lost the sense of what is normal so when you're high you don't really know how how up you are Mm -hmm. and when you're down you don't really know how down you are you're just like holy shit that's a major difference whereas if you look at like a little graph a little sine curve Mm -hmm. if you don't have that baseline it feels like it's double that's gonna hurt that's gonna feel like absolute shit so you need that baseline Mm mm-hmm Yeah, so that's what I personally need to do is 
redefine what that baseline is and get comfortable with building out what what my constant is and we are going back to the U.S. very soon so that's like definitely my main focus when we get back home and when I do that is to redefine what my constant is redefine what my routine is because like I truly feel like I've had no solid routine I have things that I do every day but like like, I don't have a routine a constant routine and that's been kind of perpetuating this feeling so that is my overall like extreme focus is to redefine what that constant is and kind of ground myself back in my routine my what is my normal who I am all of that And with that, welcome to the double take. To the double take. Okay, so we're answering these questions from a little question box that we put up on our Instagram. If you want to go follow so that you can answer the next question box, or if you want to just DM us your question to be answered in the double take at the end of our episodes, our podcast Instagram is at girlswithgoalspod, and then our personal Instagrams are at Kneen and... At Caroline Kinnean. And those will, of course, all be linked below, so you can just go click and check it out. But let's get into it. The first question is, how do you find balance between setting goals and taking time to rest without guilt? And I think this is a universal experience. It's when you are trying to reach your goals, even if you want to rest physically, like mentally, sometimes it's hard to take a break short or long without being like I'm wasting time or Mm -hmm. I'm falling way behind but the truth is that taking breaks and having periods of rest are gonna put you so much further than if you didn't and I think that comes down to building rest into your routine and into your baseline and we talk rest we don't mean like go really hard for one week, take one week completely off, right? That's kind of feeding into a roller coaster of sorts. That's creating the experience (laughs) for you. But we mean building in rest in the sense of like every day, you can't be at 150 all day, every day, right? Some days you're going to be at 150. Some days you're going to be a little bit below 100, you know? Some days you're going to be, feel like you're at zero. Yeah. But when you're at that point, when you're at that point, maybe it's because you need it. I think my biggest advice when it comes to rest is don't look at rest just as your rest days. Also, look at what rest you can have within your life on days when you are working out and you are active, right? Because that is also when recovery happens. That's getting a good night's sleep. That's getting some stretch. That's taking just some chill, restful times during every day. So rest doesn't have to mean a full day off. Like, In every workout routine, like, you should have a couple days off a week, at least one. But then within all of those on days, where can you find a little bit of rest and recovery in each of those days as well? Talking about everything outside of the gym, too, like, the exact same Mm -hmm. thing applies. If you're doing school, like, we have weekends for a reason. Like, you have to take a break in order to be energized enough and wanting enough to continue. Yeah, because if you work yourself at 100, 150% every day, then like you are inevitably gonna reach a burnout point where you're forced to stop. And it's gonna hurt and be hard leading up to that. And then it's gonna be a long, hard period when that burnout does happen. So you're literally like, you shouldn't feel guilt for building rest into your routine because it's gonna be a lot worse 
when you work yourself to the ground and you reach burnout later. Tips for being in a place in life where you have to wait to do what you want. Like when you need to finish a chapter before you can continue on to what you want to do. That is so difficult because it almost feels like once you realize that you have to wait or you have to wait for something to be over before you can start something new officially, it just feels like you're wasting time a little bit. It feels like the in-between is not valuable anymore, but you just gotta like buckle up and get through it and you can mm-hmm. absolutely like mo- make the most of the situation. Taking the perspective of it maybe doesn't really matter a whole lot can be helpful if you do it in the right way. If you're, if you say oh, like there's a couple months between now and like when I go to college, if that's like your new chapter, when I start this new job, when I move apartments, whatever it is. If you take that time and just like take the expectations out of it, take the pressure off of it, you just have this freedom to kind of do what you want or do what you can that maybe you weren't able to before but I think taking the pressure off of it and understanding that the time is going to pass and I think it's going to pass way faster than you think it might be so take that time and use it to the best of your ability and enjoy it Mm, I feel this a lot because for two things because I think that when I set my mind on like okay I'm ready for a change I'm ready to move on from this then like when I decide that I'm ready or I am out of something then like mentally I check out I'm ready and so I definitely struggle with that waiting time too when things like that happen something to think about there is like you always miss a chapter of life once you're out of it even if in the moment things like a lot of things yeah even if in the moment a lot of things don't feel good when you look back on different time periods of your life like you're gonna remember the highlights you're gonna remember the good things and there are gonna be things about every phase of life that you're in that you miss whether it's I don't know there's like it could even be the way that something is challenging you and the growth that you're going through right now that you miss or it could be specific people or it could be a specific place or it could be who you are in this moment There are so many different things. Or it could be just the lack of something else, right? Something might come in this next phase that you're not expecting that is going to be a struggle and it's going to be hard. And then you're going to look back and be like, oh, why did I rush into this, right? Like, why did I... I miss that old phase. So as frustrating as it is, do try to enjoy where you're at in the present because there is a time when you're going to miss where you're at right now. Um, A fun one now. How many countries have you visited and lived in? countries so we were born and grew up in the U.S. and then we moved to Hong Kong then back to the U.S. and now we're living in Singapore and we're gonna move back to the U.S. so three countries that we've lived in and I don't know how many countries we've traveled to but we've traveled quite a lot within Asia which is one of my favorite places biased but because um, we haven't been many like, other places maybe, yeah um but most of our travel has been in Asia mm-hmm. because obviously like we've lived here and it's yeah. easy to move around. It's a lot easier to travel internationally from Asia or of course Europe than it is to travel from North America. Yeah. yeah, we lived in Hong Kong when we were 10 to when we were 14. And so those four years we did a ton of traveling around Asia. I would say like we've definitely been to 15 plus countries, I think. Plus. Thir- Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, Do you want to count? I counted one time in like seventh grade okay let's and it try was like places that we've been not asia is when okay so the u.s jamaica jamaica we went to jamaica, canada canada and then literally i feel like everywhere else is in asia. in asia so then hong kong china 
Macau, Taiwan, Singapore, Cambodia, Thailand, Vietnam, Vietnam, the Philippines. Um, Mm, I did this with like a list in mm -hmm. in a class once. Japan. Oh yes. We've have not been to Korea. Um. I'm going to need, like, a list for okay, this. Okay, so we just but... counted 13, and I said 15. So I would say maybe if we're missing a couple, about 15, but at least 13. And if you can no, tell there, by that list, there, it's yeah. all Asia. I've never been to Europe. I'm dying to go to Europe. There's so many countries there that I want to visit. And South America, Africa. Like, I would go anywhere else. Oh, so I'm yeah. dying to do a tour somewhere I want to go to Asia. But it's been besi- great to bes- get to know Asia a lot. Yeah. Besides, like, a... Uh, Europe tour that hopefully we'll be able to take this summer to go visit some friends. Some of the places that I want to go so badly are Morocco, South Africa, and like Gold Coast Australia area. Mm. Um, we'll definitely take a Greece. Fam- you want to go to Greece? Yeah, I was saying besides Europe, I oh. like dream destination is Greece, Morocco. Yeah, I want to travel a lot, and I definitely want to live internationally more in the future i did i talked about this to so, with someone in my dms when we were in thailand someone said how do you get to travel so often and number one growing up we're fortunate enough that we're able to travel and that we were exposed to it that, yeah. young like it wasn't our choice when we were 10 years old necessarily to move across the world and be exposed to so much travel right. and living in asia but having that like growing up and having that as a part of us is now like i know i make it a priority over however we honestly until now hadn't traveled much in a very long time and that was frustrating too so just like just like everything else is a highlight reel like we've been traveling a lot these past couple months because we're based in singapore Mm -hmm. but for years we did not travel internationally after we left hong kong and that was was a huge challenge for us around the u.s that was something where we felt like we were stuck in one chapter and we were like waiting and waiting to get to that next chapter where we could travel again right so just like Everything else, highlight reel, really, that's something that we've struggled with a lot too, is not being able to travel mm-hmm. much. But my answer to that question was like, I know I value it and I know I prioritize it, so I balance my other things and maybe for me, traveling takes precedent over some other things that maybe other people hold higher in their life. And mm-hmm. maybe also, some other things are lacking because I put different things um as a priority but yeah try to also take opportunities through school i know like we haven't traveled much honestly with friends the only trip we've taken with friends has been like from here in singapore we went to cambodia otherwise most of our traveling has been with our family and i think that it's really hard especially if you want to do international travel to coordinate with friends because a study abroad will put you in another country that'll be like your home base for a while and then you can pop around from there a lot so absolutely obviously studying abroad in europe is like the yeah. most common thing to do because it's a lot easier to move yeah. around from Europe. Um, and for anybody who didn't listen to our Moving to Singapore episode or hasn't been following us as closely, we're here doing international internships right now because we're both international business majors at Northeastern in Boston. And so that, like, we chose that major specifically because there was a lot of travel opportunity with that. So again, looking for things through your school or in the communities that you are a part of. Okay. Um Another question that we literally just got as I'm sitting here is, I still feel connected to my ex even though I have a boyfriend now. Mm. I don't know how to answer that one. Well, obviously, because that person was like a huge part of your life for a while and you had 
at that point, a closer relationship with them than anyone else. So, like, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I actually think that it's kind of a crazy concept that, like, you break up with someone and then there's, like, supposed to be no contact, no feelings. I, I mean, I, no contact, sure, there can be no contact like, right, based but... on different situations. But the fact that you're expected to just be, like, no feelings, no thoughts or anything, it's, like, that's not realistic. And honestly, okay, I don't know what the actual whole interview was, but I saw something of Sean Mendez recently. Oh, I did see that too. And he but said I agree something like, "Like love is allowed to stay. Like you're allowed to still have good memories about a person and good feelings about a person, even though you don't still have that same relationship. And if there's new people, but also like Karen was saying, we look back on past experiences and past phases of life with a lot kinder eyes or only." see the highlights of them Mm -hmm. so that might be what you're experiencing and I don't know the timeline obviously of everything but time will help for sure but yeah that is so that's something very specific when you miss a person like you miss all of the good parts like it's very sugar-coated the way that you think back you don't even think about the bad parts Mm -hmm. at all and also remember this is something that I feel a lot like you can miss like what something was with a person at a time or like who you were together like at that time But it probably, considering that you're not together anymore, considering that you've probably grown apart, like, it probably wouldn't be the same. So you can, like, let it live in the past and have good memories and happy emotions about that in the past and still be with somebody new and experience something new in the present. Right. You can admire something and miss something without needing it. Somebody asked me, what are your thoughts on 75 Hard? And if you guys don't know 75 Hard, it's, like, a pretty popular fitness challenge and I don't know necessarily all the details of it but I think it's like two workouts a day one has to be outside you have to read some amount of pages from a self-help help book you have to stick to like your no messing up your diet you have to it's stick a to very a very diet. like it's very strict and the idea yeah. is you do it for 75 days and if you mess up one thing any day at all then you start over back at day one and that is the concept that I don't like. I am not a fan of the challenge. I haven't done it myself. And I think that there's something to say for, like, bringing new healthy habits into your life, right? And having a burst of motivation and having a phase where maybe you're doing things more, right? And there's discipline wrong and consistency. And what I do not like about the 75 Hard Challenge is if you miss one thing once, it's like you failed, start over. Right. It's not even like necessarily that there's like a lack of leeway for any minor mistakes. It's that it takes such... It's like, it's good things Mm -hmm. packaged in such a negative and like demeaning and... Yeah, yeah. It's like work out, eat well, read educational books that are going to help you. But if you don't do two workouts one day with at least one of them outside, then you fail. You fail. And if you don't stick to a super strict diet for one day out of 75 days, you fail. And if you skip reading one day, you fail, right? That just doesn't foster actual, like, long-term healthy habits and a good relationship with exercise, food, yourself at all. Because you're constantly going to be thinking you failed. But, and also, when you restart, if you miss a day and you restart, it's not like that day just magically goes away. Like, technically, you didn't restart because the five days before that and the... With one day missing, then the 75 days in front of that, like, that's still the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just keep on going? Exactly. It just gets, like, you're allowed to have bad days and off days and not feel like a failure because of it. 
Right. And or I, even like, not imagine like it rains one day and you just like can't do an outdoor workout and it's, it's like, like thundering and lightning. You know, shit. Like that you don't fail. So I don't right. like it for that reason. But I think that the I think baseline habits the baseline of working and out, the idea of that is good. Okay. The baseline and the idea behind it, and I think the motivations of people who want to start the challenge are great. I think the negative, aggressive lack, it, it almost like it's a fake mindset because you're saying like I'm gonna be so positive and good but actually it's like the reverse because you're gonna be constantly in fear of failing and what happens when you live in fear of failing is you fail that's a given the second you stop being afraid of failing is when failures stop being failures and just become growing opportunities anyway thank you guys for listening I hope you enjoyed this episode if you did and want to follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening we would love that and also you would then have the ability to give us a review which helps us a lot and we are so grateful um all of our instagrams and tiktoks and everything will be linked below if you want to check it out we love you guys and we will see you next monday bye Bye.